Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast where it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about scoliosis and the connection between scoliosis and headache and migraine symptoms. You might have scoliosis or maybe you just have, or you've been told you have an abnormal curvature throughout your spine. Oftentimes when chiropractors uh, take x-ray images of their patients, they will see abnormal curvatures. What they're referring to is a deviation from what a what the what the norm would be. Now to define the norm can be a little tricky because every every one of us is shaped a little bit differently. And so to have a gold standard for spinal curvature can be a little bit of a uh, I guess in my world, I don't like to say there's only one way for the spine uh, to to move or curve. Okay, so there's definitely parameters and the way our our, our spine is structured uh, lends to. So let's just go through the basics here, uh, and then I'll be and I'll make it clear of what I mean by there's not just like one perfect posture or one perfect curvature, but the low back, so the lumbar spine has this. Uh, what's called a lordotic curve. So when you look at someone from behind, they would have this sort of, uh, they should have a, a little bit of a curve or a convex curvature to their low back. And then the opposite is true through their thoracic spine. So, <clears throat> or I'm sorry, concave, concave, and then convex. Okay. So lordotic and then kyphotic. So those are the sort of anatomical words within healthcare, lordotic, kyphotic. Okay. So kyphotic, if you think of the uh, little old lady that's that's uh, hunched forward, the hunchback, uh, can't stand up straight. That would be a, a extreme of a kyphotic posturing, okay? Now, it's normal to have a little bit of a kyphotic curvature through the mid-back, and then it, again, reverses through the cervical spine, through our neck. We get that lordotic curve again, okay? And then our head sits on the neck and the atlas should be at sort of a, in a level position and the head just rests nicely on that. Okay. So when you receive an x-ray and it doesn't look quite like that, there's a few scenarios here. So, uh, in the chiropractic world, oftentimes they'll work in degrees and they'll have the software that lines everything up and shows you the angle and the degree that you're off. Okay. So one of the things that is different in how physical therapists would think, since we focus on movement and want to restore function, and that's really what we care about, um, the difference would be if someone comes in and they they show us an x-ray and it's your, your alignment is off by just a few degrees, that wouldn't be as much of a concern. What we would think when we see that is, well, what movement pattern might be restricted or what muscle might be pulling, uh, or, or what movement might not be as efficient as it could be. That's sort of catering to that being your resting position. Okay. So that's how a physical therapist would think, whereas the chiropractor would think to, to adjust the spine in order to align everything. All right. So that's, that's a little bit of a difference. Now, when I said earlier that having like the perfect ideal posture and then measuring everyone up to that can be 
a little bit tricky and, and we don't generally don't recommend that is because, um, if we get into these find like the, just these one, two, three degrees off, uh, we're almost creating a problem when there's potentially not one. So before we jump into scoliosis and all this, it's important to know that the symptoms that our body presents with hold weight. Okay. So we don't want to create a problem when there's not one. If you've been told you have scoliosis, but you're fine, you have no low back pain, no neck pain, you don't have headaches or migraines, um, it means your body's functioning fairly well. Now, there could be compensations and inefficiencies and things that um, may lead to symptoms in the future, Uh, but if you're seeing a physical therapist, we want to address those things, uh, but also shed light on the fact that the body's so resilient. The body can handle a lot. And so we want to look at function, uh, big picture, get people moving better rather than get caught up in the details uh, of these nuances of degrees of curvature. So now when we talk about scoliosis, scoliosis is something maybe in middle school, you bent over, touched your toes, and they took a level on your back and said, okay, you've got a little bit of a curvature here. You might have scoliosis. All right. So they would check for that. You maybe went on with your life or maybe you got a referral to a doctor if it was severe enough, but essentially scoliosis is uh, fairly, it was common enough or is common enough that they would check for it in schools. And so it's something that people have probably carried with them throughout their life, this understanding of like, oh, I have scoliosis. We hear it all the time here at Novera uh, where patients will, will start, go through our examination or evaluation, and they'll tell us that they... Uh, have scoliosis. Now, sometimes that is really helpful information because it it lines up with how their symptoms present. Uh, but sometimes it's just they were told they have scoliosis and it stuck with them, and it almost has this this negative impact on them of oh I have this problem, I'm just doomed and uh, destined for this neck and low back pain because I have scoliosis, and that's, that's sort of the. Uh, that's what we want to stay away from. Again, we the body's very resilient, so you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect, all right? Now, uh, scoliosis really is just defined as an abnormal curvature of the spine. Now, oftentimes, scoliosis is going to show up as that sort of S-curve. So when you look at someone from behind, uh, they should their, their spine should be right in line. Um, if there's a little bit of an S-curve to it, a little bit of a rib flare when they bend over, things like that, that can indicate uh, scoliosis, all right? So scoliosis, there's about six to nine million occurrences in the U.S. alone. Um, Like I said, it's known for its abnormal lateral curvature of the spine, so that sort of S-curve shape. 85 to 99% of patients noted that there was severe back pain as well as radiculopathy, so a very high percentage Uh, of these people, almost all of them are presenting with some sort of low back dysfunction or pain. All right. Uh, Oftentimes it uh, will present or be diagnosed uh, when someone's around 10 to 16 years. So these are kids that are getting diagnosed with this, a minor degree. So a a minor scoliosis is about um, less than 20 degrees of curvature, Uh, a moderate uh, scoliosis is 25 to 40 degrees of curvature. And then a severe scoliosis is greater than 45 degree curvature. All right. There's two different types of scoliosis. There's functional and structural. All right. So structural would be the actual bones themselves. 
are needing to be corrected. Uh, structurally, you're just your the way your bones stack up. It caters uh, to this S curvature um, throughout the spine. Hey guys, if you are listening to this podcast, the chances are you have headaches or migraines and you're searching for relief outside of medication. Well, maybe you've tried different products on the market or devices, traction units, things like that, but they haven't really scratched that itch and provided you with the relief you're looking for. Well, what we've done here at Novera is taken the principles that we teach and abide by in our in-person care and come up with a product that allows you to apply those same pressures and improving mobility to the upper part of your neck at home. You see, it's called the SAM device, Simple Affordable Migraine Relief. And the device allows you to improve mobility to the upper part of your neck. And we are excited to announce that it's available today on our website. Visit NoveraHeadacheCenter.com. Click on the SAM device page where you can look at videos and learn more about the SAM product and purchase it for yourself and start treating your headaches and migraines more naturally without medication. Again, that's NoveraHeadacheCenter.com and click on the SAM device page to purchase your very own SAM device today. The, the functional scoliosis has to do with, with muscle tension and it's more, it, it's, it's more of a developed scoliosis. So over time, your body's sort of been trained to rest with this S curvature of the spine. So we think more muscles, tendons, ligaments, the functional scoliosis generally can be uh, corrected through things like physical therapy. It also depends on the degree of scoliosis. Like a minor scoliosis would be um, physical therapy, um, maybe some bracing, things like that. Uh, and then oftentimes the structural curvature problems, uh, depending on the degree as well, but that, that might lend more to a surgical approach to try to correct these things, okay? Now, <clears throat> we've seen lots of patients with scoliosis. We've seen lots of patients uh, that maybe don't have scoliosis, but they have this, they're sort of falling in this category of they bias one side so much that everything sort of shifts that way. We've talked about this before, but uh, you've probably noticed like one shoulder's higher than the other, things like that, okay? So that's what I'm talking about. I'm, we're gonna talk about that as well, just because uh, when we're talking about an S-curve and how that connects to the neck, what we're talking about is, is things just shifting to one side. And a lot of people have that, even if they don't have the diagnosis of scoliosis. All right, so the things that are impacted uh, when someone has this abnormal curvature in, in sort of this S shape, uh, obviously the bones are impacted, uh, how they how gravity's weighing on the spine itself is impacted, but then you have the muscle tissue and, and, and nerves. So the nerves want space. They want to uh, have the opportunity to exit the spinal column, travel through uh, our pelvis, or if we're talking about the neck, travel through um, what would be called the brachial plexus or our shoulder, and and then go all the way to their end destination without being impeded and, and with the ability to move. And when we have an abnormal curvature like this, one side is usually going to be closed off and the other will be opened up, okay? Just by nature of how our bones sit on top of each other. If we side bend, we're closing down one side, we're opening up the other, all right? The, 
the muscles on the shortened side will obviously be more contracted. The muscles on the lengthened side are going to be stretched. All right. So the muscles have an impact in, as well. And then oftentimes there's a level of inflammation or irritation. Now, the way our bodies are designed is to be able to comfortably and efficiently uh, hold ourselves up in the midst of, you know, well, gravity and then daily activities. All right. Now, if we change our resting posture and then we still have to go about our day, sitting, standing, and all the different activities, um, we there's a chance that there's going to be irritation, uh, whether it's in the low back or in the neck or in the shoulders, just because we're having to compensate to do those same movements. All right. So now let's connect this to the neck and headaches and migraines. When we think about a side shift, a side shift, as I've, um, as I've been in this world of headaches and migraines and treated patient after patient, I've come to realize that the atlas is really important. So the atlas being the first bone in our neck. So it, the head rests on the atlas. The atlas rotates around the axis. The atlas is responsible for allowing the head to nod, but it also should shift left and right. Okay. So the atlas will rotate on the axis and then it will side shift left and right. As it side shifts left and left and right, that allows our head to side bend. Now our head can side bend without that little side shift, but it's a lot less comfortable. Our range of motion will be reduced. And oftentimes what we see is that the atlas is kind of stuck to one side. Now for most patients, that's an indication that you've been biasing one side and everything or not, maybe not everything, but a lot of what you do or what you, where you carry your purse or where you, um, carry your child or where you hold, how you hold your phone or have you, uh, have your hand in your steering wheel will be biased to one side. Now, so everything's kind of shifting that direction. And let's say your head shifts that direction as well. Your atlas will shift the same way. So a lot of people have a right side shift. Well, if we have scoliosis, what's happening is we have this curvature. Uh, and let's start with the lumbar spine. Let's say we have a right uh, left-sided curvature, and then we have a right-sided uh, there that shift is going to translate all the way up to the neck. Okay. So left-sided through the lumbar spine, through the low back, and it goes to the right side. It goes the opposite through the mid back. Uh, and then when we get to the neck, it'll kind of have that opposite curvature. So your head might be tipped to the right. Now the Atlas is going to follow that. And because that's sort of your, your, the rest of your spine is catering to that right side shift of the neck. It's not going to be as natural for you to left side bend. So the problem lies in the lack of movement that your atlas is getting. So it's, you're not teaching it to shift to the left. It's, it's just kind of hanging out to the right. And so over time, what happens with that loss of movement is there's some irritation, uh, some inflammation, a pain signal that's sent from that area. Okay. Think of your 10 to 12 pound head as needing to sit right in the middle. And so it's, if it's off to one side, it's going to uh, it, it's, it's going to add some strain and stress to the neck. It's, it's like that bowling ball, but you hold it out in front of you. It adds weight. Okay. If, if our head is right in the center and we're right in neutral, um, that's the easiest on our neck. Our neck doesn't take on as much stress, but any little tip or forward head position, uh, will multiply, uh, the perceived weight on the neck. We know that even with a 15 degree forward head position that doubles the perceived weight on the neck, 
So think of like a five or 10 degree tilt one direction and that same impact on the neck and all of that's going to come down on that atlas. Okay. So the atlas is very sensitive. It's uh, it's a structure that um, has a lot of muscles and uh, connections to other tissues. And so it being stuck in one direction can very easily trigger these uh, headache symptoms as the pain refers into the head. Some other scenarios where we might see this curvature uh, would be in a, like in a stroke. So if someone had a, uh, had a stroke and then they're presenting with uh, hemiplegic symptoms, uh, weakness on one side, uh, or, or maybe total paralysis on one side, uh, there's a sense of sort of dysfunction. Generally, they might have some shoulder function, but as they get out into using like uh, the fine motor movements of their hand, that gets a little trickier. And so what happens is people will, will sort of um, curl up. That side that's dysfunctional will curl up and everything will kind of tighten up and their head will kind of tip that direction. So again, the atlas isn't allowed to move back and forth and that pull to one side can be an issue. And then we've got things like Chiari malformation, um, which is, it comes up quite a bit on social media and even in clinic and, uh, uh malformation is really just an abnormality, uh, throughout like the brainstem and how the, uh, the skull, uh, there's a, it's called a foramen or, or so, sort of the, the exit of, uh, of the brain brainstem as it uh, then turns into the spinal cord. Um, uh, there's sort of a, a restriction there and sometimes it can impede on, uh, cerebral spinal flow, um, spinal fluid flow. Um, and the other thing it does like in our world is it increases or it decreases available motion. And so there's a lot of people with a carry malformation that are restricted and, and oftentimes it's, it's to one side. So their neck doesn't feel freed up to move because they feel this tension and it's really from the, the spinal cord itself. And that leads to more of a mechanical restriction because those joints aren't moving as well. And then, of course, um, if you are in the habit of sitting with a slight side, sh- uh, slight shift, if you're dominant to one side, those types of things, um, that can also um, lead to this bias uh, to one side. That's that then leads to headache or migraine symptoms. Okay, so we understand that <clears throat> there's this side shift, and that impacts the position of the atlas. And then it all comes back to movement. All right. So what, what can you do about that? What, what can you change in your life to help improve your situation? So if you have scoliosis and it's at a stage in the moderate or or minor curvature. So what you're going to be dealing with is this loss of movement, this pull to one side. And so you can control a lot throughout your day. You can control uh, how you sit, how you stand, and then the level of movement that you give your body. And so we're, what we're looking to do as far as things in your court, things that you can uh, think about and change throughout your day are things, uh, little things, such as um, thinking about how you sit and have your weight through both hips, have your weight through both feet when you stand, all right? So if you have a minor scoliosis, you don't want to play into that. Your body naturally will want to shift to that same side. Okay. 
So when you sit in a chair with armrest, think about where you rest your arm. Do you shift to your left? Do you shift to your right? How can you switch that up? Or how can you just be symmetrical and sit in the middle? When you look at yourself in a mirror, does your head tilt to the left? Does it tilt to the right? Uh, notice those things. See where your bias is. You can even just do a little side bend left, right. See which side feels easier. That side that feels easier is probably the side you kind of bias. And so throughout the day, you can remind yourself, oh, I'm probably side bending a little bit to the right. And now I, I need to give myself that movement to the left. All right. So it's static positions, uh, sitting, standing. It's how we're holding our purse. It's how we're uh, holding a child. Um, we want to switch up the side that we do those on, or if the purse has a strap, or if we can use a backpack with uh, straps on both sides. Uh, we want to do that. If if the strap can go around our, over our head, uh, so it's like a satchel on the opposite side, we want to do that so our shoulder's not just hiked up throughout the day. So we, we want to be mindful of the different stresses that we're loading onto our body, especially when we have scoliosis, because if, if we add to that, uh, whether it's adding to the stress or strain of the shoulder, which then connects to the neck, or it's just increasing the curvature of the spine, all of that's going to play into uh, the atlas and the position of it, uh, and then the impact or the, the lack of movement or irritation that it experiences throughout the day, which is going to directly relate to what you feel as far as a headache or a migraine. Uh, I say it a lot on the podcast, but the next posture is the best posture. Motion is lotion. And so general movement is a good thing. We want to give our body that general movement throughout the day. You can also start start things like yoga or a stretching class. Uh, find different stretches that feel therapeutic to you. Our bodies are pretty intuitive. So if something feels good, then continue to do that. Uh, we just want to give our bodies the, the movement that we're looking for. If you think of uh, dogs or cats, when they wake up, they automatically stretch. Uh, they put their paws way out in front of them and they arch their back uh, or they flatten their back and they're stretching. Okay. So these animals intuitively know that their body is wanting to get out of this position they were just stuck in. Now, and it, if they're not sleeping, I mean, I guess there's lazy dogs and stuff like that, but uh, animals generally are getting uh, a fair amount of movement. Uh, we don't give ourselves the movement that we need though. And so we need to uh, give ourselves walks and things like that. So if we're, if we're sitting throughout the day, we need to stretch in the opposite position. So it doesn't need to be anything too complex. It's just, if you're sitting in your forward, stand up and open things up. Okay. If you're looking down, look up. If your head's tipped to the right, tip it to the left. So things like that. And so even with uh, a functional or a structural scoliosis, you want to maintain whatever movement you have and be as dynamic as possible. Okay. Because just because you have a scoliosis doesn't mean you're destined to have pain. If we can have the movement restore function in the different joints and allow the body to have this rhythm throughout the day of the joint moving in and out of these different positions, then you're likely um, going to be able to, to better control your situation, potentially even get out of these uh, pain symptoms you're having. Uh, so that's that's essentially when we when we talk about scoliosis again. I'm going to circle back to what I said in the beginning. 
that the the details of the degree of the scoliosis shouldn't leave you with this mindset of now I'm just destined to have back pain or destined to have neck problems. Uh, we want to look at how things move and how things are functioning, and we want to focus on that. You want to control the things that you can control throughout your day. Uh, so walking, sitting, standing, the the loads you put on your shoulders, things like that. We want to consider those uh, and potentially incorporate some stretching exercises, things like that. The ultimately, because when it comes to headaches and migraines, the atlas, the side shift position uh, is a result of that side bend that we see all the way up through the spine. So from the low back to the mid back will impact the upper part of the neck, which ultimately leads to irritation in that area, which can cause headaches or migraines. Okay. So there it is. There's my summary of scoliosis, curvature through the spine, how that impacts headaches and migraines, and then what you can do about it. Now, um, the things that you can control on your own are helpful. Oftentimes, they are not quite enough to get people uh, across the finish line or even get them started. Like they, you might need a little bit more of a nudge. If you're, if you're needing that nudge and feeling that nudge, uh, absolutely reach out to us uh, here at Novera Headache Center, and we would love to work with you and help you through this process. You can also search for a physical therapist in your area. Uh, it might be hard to find someone that specializes in headaches, uh, but if you're if you're dealing with scoliosis and wanting to improve movement, wanting to improve the stability and function of your shoulders, uh, I would imagine that you would be able to find a physical good physical therapist that can do that. They might not be as as versed in the neck. Um, and if you want to kind of complete that whole process, uh, definitely reach out to us. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. It keeps growing, and that's because of you, the listeners, um, writing us good reviews, telling your friends about it, and spreading the word ultimately. And so I thank you guys so much. I love what I do. I'm very passionate about it, and I I wouldn't do it if there was no one on the other end of this. Um, but there are quite a few of you, and I and I I love. Uh, that I, you're giving me this platform to share this. And I, it's information that needs to be out there. So thank you so much again, as we continue on this mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that we can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. I know that you have a lot of options in how you spend your time and how you consume information around headaches and migraines. I just wanted a quick ask because the only way that we grow this podcast and continue this mission is if you subscribe, share this podcast, and of course, leave us a five-star review. Those are cherished and it makes my day when I see someone's story come through as a five-star review and how this podcast podcast has been able to help you. Thank you so much again for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast, and I'll see you next week.